0: And now another timely and powerful message from Pastor Emmanuel Williams and Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee.
1: Today I want to talk to you on the topic I am here, Lord. Can you say I am here, Lord? I am here, Lord. Yes, I am here, Lord. It is the response of a committed Christian. To the Lord's instruction. We have begun speaking on the need to commit. Amen. The last few Sundays we looked at three individuals. Jesus told to follow me. Be like me. Join me. Keep grasping. Amen. Come accompany me. So you can be like me. Because if we become like Jesus we will be able to positively impact our world. Mm-hmm. But how many of you know, brothers and sisters, it takes commitment to follow Jesus. <laughs> Can you say commitment? Amen. Commitment to follow Jesus. You got to keep your hands on the plow. Amen. You got to keep looking straight ahead of you. For that matter, Jesus, through the apostle Paul, told Timothy, he said in 2 Timothy chapter 2 for 3, he said, He said, Timothy, end your hardness with me. As a good soldier of Jesus Christ. 2 Timothy chapter (laughs) 3. It just came to me. Sorry about that. It's not even in my text. But it sounds like a a, a call for commitment. 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 3. He said, Timothy, endure hardness with me. Affliction and suffering and persecution. He said, as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Verse 4, he said, no man that warreth." Entangleth himself in the fears of this life that he may please the one who has chosen him. Was anybody out there chosen by Jesus? Amen. I think it's our verse is taking some time, but we'll get it, amen. Are you getting me saying so? God, there is a call for commitment. Can you say commitment? Amen. We said last week that the word commitment is not in the Bible, but we have another word, it's faithful. Faithful means authentic. And true. I'm just I'm 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 just giving us a summary so we can move on to some new material. Is that all right? Faithful, true, authentic. Amen. That's the word that's in the Bible for commitment. It's faithful. And so that call went out to Timothy. But brothers and sisters, that call is for every one of us. That call is for whom? All of us here this morning. That's not only for Timothy. God was shouting out to us through Timothy. Therefore, endure what You, you. We're in a world, the Bible says the God of this world is whom? The devil, Ephesians chapter 2 verse 2. He is the God of this world. That's what the Bible says. And because he's the God of this world, brothers and sisters, he influences people in this world. And so the call went out. Verse 3. He said, and your hardness with me as a good what? As a good soldier of whom? Since, since." Soldier of Jesus Christ. What does the word soldier brings to your mind? You're in the military. You, 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 you know something since what I find strange? We can identify we've been in the military. Mm mm-hmm. We all, whether or not you're in the military. Amen. Like the Woodleys or who else was in the military? We, we can identify with the commitment and the discipline. But for some reason, it doesn't, Change, it translates into Christianity. For some reason, the discipline, the commitment, it's just, what is wrong? We know how important it is. Because the Bible, the Bible portrays the Christian life as that of a soldier, an athlete, and a farmer. How many of you know this? That's hard work. To be a farmer, it's hard work. To be a soldier, You got to be disciplined Mm -hmm. to be an athlete. You don't have to have some endurance. You got to hit that pavement. And God is doing that to show us that the Christian life is not easy. The Christian life is what? Not easy. It is not easy, brothers and sisters, until this is renewed. This right here. Until this is renewed. We have an enemy who's the devil, and many times we go around just living like it's not in existence. Hmm? By the way, let me say this right here. What I'm teaching and what you'll hear taught over every pulpit is nothing new. <laughs> let me say that again. That's why every time the Apostle Peter said, I'm writing to remind you. I'm writing to do what? Remind you. It's not, if we, it's not that we do not know it, it's just that it needs to move from our head to our heart. And it takes some time, so I'm just here to remind you. Is that all right? Yeah. So Paul told Timothy to endure hardness with me as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. There is a call from the Lord for us to commit before 2024 comes. I hope you're feeling what God is doing. We've been talking about commitment for the last couple Sundays, and so he said, he said, "No man that warreth, I in a war." Verse four. Are we in a war? The Bible says that the weapons of our warfare, they are not carnal. Second Corinthians 10, 15, don't turn there. Amen. The weapons of our warfare, they are not carnal, but they are what? Mighty. They are what? Mighty. Say powerful. powerful. Potent. Powerful. Through God to the pulling down of what? Powerful. Yes. We are at war. And the Bible says our warfare is not with people. Get people out of your head. Let me say that again. Do what? Get people out of your head. Our weapons are warfare. They are not carnal. They are not guns and bombs and grenades and B-52s. Amen? They are, they are not that. They are not that. But, but they are what they are mighty through God to the pulling down, the, what, pulling down of strongholds. And every time Paul used the word fight with me, he's using a Greek word that means to pray. Pray. It means to pray. And if we can raise our voice in prayer, like we raise our voice when we are mad, we would, we, we would have we would have been further. Can I say that again? If we can raise our voice at the devil, like we raise our voice when we are mad. Mm-hmm. Because that's how you release the power. That's how you unleash the power. Amen. Speaking to things. So, and and one of the reasons why it's important for us to be committed, brothers and sisters, is because sometimes God gives us assignments that are challenging. Can you say challenging? I'm going to introduce to you a disciple, an individual, whom God gave an instruction And he had a very hard time accomplishing that instruction. But because Jesus is his Lord, and because he's committed, his answer was, Lord, here I am. Hmm? I believe God is looking for those of us who will say, Lord, here I am. Can you say, Lord, Lord. here I am. am." I'm available for use. When Jesus said, follow me, the answer is, yes, Lord, I will follow you. Yes, Lord, here I am. Can you say it? Yes, Lord, here I am. That's my prayer for the church. For the end of the year is that God, as I call your name, individually in prayer, that you will say, yes, Lord, here I am. Mm, Yes, Lord. Can you say, "Yes, yes, Lord, here I am. Saints, let me share this with you. Peter looked at Jesus and he said to Jesus, when Jesus said, when Jesus said, uh, it is difficult for people who are wealthy to go to heaven, mm-hmm. because back then they had they were they, they thought well, being wealthy will take you to heaven, and the reason why they think like that is because they know Abraham was loaded. The Bible say Abraham was rich. This Isaac was loaded. Jacob was loaded. David was what? Solomon was what? You see, hear me me well. Jesus said it's difficult for wealthy people to go to heaven. And Peter said, if that's the case, we've left everything. Say commitment. Let me show you what Peter meant. So let's look at the exchange before I introduce some new material. Amen? Can you go over to Mark chapter 10? Because Jesus is pressing for commitment. And and he made a statement. And Peter and the 11, they're looking at him. And they're saying, look, look, look what are you talking about? Man, we've left everything to follow you. We've committed our lives to the what? Follow, you got it? Second, Mark chapter 10, verse 28. Then Peter began to say unto him, Mark chapter 10, verse 28. Lo, we, the we here is... 12 of us, we've left everything, Lord. To, to do what? To follow you, to commit to you. We've sacrificed some things. So Peter is behaving like, man, w- w- what did we said follow me to? Because look, I'll be honest with you, there's got to be a little profit in it. Some of you looking at me straight. Yeah, yeah. You know, brothers and sisters, we as humans, there's got to be some benefit. If you're going to commit to any organization, anything, there must be some benefit. Amen? Can you say benefit? benefit. And, and don't get your head in the clouds. Mm-hmm. We're on earth. Amen? This is. Can you say this is real? real? And God knows this is real. Jesus knows this is real. Jesus knows if you commit on this earth to follow in him, there are some natural things you need. Some of you don't want to say Amen. Because you are so spiritual, <laughs> you see. Let me tell you, Pastor. Web, I used to be spiritual until I recognized if I don't work my stuff on this earth, I'll die of poverty and starvation. Mm-hmm. Are you getting what I'm saying? <laughs> I used to be. My head was in the cloud, and everything was go Lucky until I had one experience, and I said, "Oh, oh!" I got to rethink. Listen to what Peter said. Peter said, He said, Lo, we have what left all and have followed you. Jesus answered, because Jesus doesn't want Peter to know, He doesn't want you and I to know if you're living all is all is for nothing.
0: <laughs>
1: Jesus said, answered and said, Verily, I send to you. You know, every time Jesus choose verily, you know, verily means truly. For sure. That's what it means. Can you say for sure. Yeah, he said there is no human being that word man is anthropos it's from a Greek word that means anthropology the study of humanity so it's not only female and the reason why I'm taking my time to do that is because I'm out there witnessing and I have I come across a lot of females who said why does the bible always have man 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 so for those of you who are listening man includes women also Amen? amen praise the lord I like that amen especially from the ladies praise god brothers how many of you <laughs> how many of you like living on an earth where there are females hallelujah, hallelujah. if they are not here i don't want to be here either
0: <laughs>
1: amen praise the lord you can have that well I'm, not me praise god so, <laughs> <laughs> amen so so we have here, praise the Lord. I'm for the sisters, brothers. I'm being for real because the sisters, sister, they have gone through a lot. Especially in the middle evil times. They went through a lot. They were considered the property of men. The devil is a liar. That was never God's will. Let me move on here. So he said, there is no human being that have left house. Can you Are you hearing him? Yes. That's what Peter means by all. Jesus is giving us a definition of what all means. You, there is no human being who's left house. Or brethren. Or sisters. Or father. Or mother. Or wife. Are you hearing that? Yes. Or children. Or lands. For my sake and the gospels. But he shall receive what? He shall receive a hundredfold. When? Now, Now, in this time, what is going to receive houses and brethren and sisters and mothers and children and land? Oh, Oh, there it is, with persecution in the world to come, eternal life. So he's going to. They are going to receive their portion here, but also in the world to come, they're going to receive what eternal life. You know, you know what I didn't realize, I grew up in a church where they, told, where they said to me, uh, you know, uh, houses and land and brethren and sisters is going to come to you from heaven on a cloud. <laughs> and so here am I, reading the scripture, looking at the promises and saying, Lord, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Not realizing that there are laws I have to submit to, like every unsafe person. I have to submit to to ensure that these things manifest. I have a part to play and God has a part to play. And God is not going to listen to me. What God said to me, it doesn't matter how much you pray. He said to me, it doesn't matter how much you holler. I am not going to overlook my laws and get you rich. You have to submit to my laws. You cannot get and give nothing. And he brought a text to me in Genesis chapter 8 verse 22. He said, until the earth remains... Is the earth still remaining? I said that took with Genesis 8:22. You all, I'm trying to slow down, but I have this coming at me in my head and in my heart. He said in Genesis chapter 8, verse 22, until the earth remains, there's going to be what? Here the laws, here the laws. There's going to be seed, time, and then harvest. You see, they told me harvest is going to come on the wings of an angel. They forget to tell me there must be what? Seed? And you've got to give it time. So here am I blaming God. Where is it? Where is it, God? You said, if I forsake this, if I forsake that. Almost had, almost had me by backslid. I kid you not. At 1918, I just lost it. I said, I've been in church since I'm 10 and 11. I've been praying with these ladies and where is it? They still, told me when I got saved, my hands would change. My hands haven't changed. They said I got new fit they were still callous. I'm telling you for I'm telling you what I've been through and when I understood from God what's happening my perception changed. I began to work hard. Can you say work hard? That's what committed people do. They work hard. And then God takes a super and he places and put it on the natural so they can move supernaturally. But if you are doing nothing in the natural, he can't take it super and put it on the air. I wish they had said that to me. <laughs> That's right. So he said, This is what he said He said, You will have a hundredfold in this life. Amen. But you gotta you gotta invest, amen, you gotta work. Praise the Lord. So you have to do what you got to do. Because there are laws. Until the earth remain there is going to be seed time and harvest. There is another. There is going to be cold and heat. Amen. Is, is the earth still remaining? Is it sometime cold? And sometime hot? Is there summer and winter? Is there day and night? It shall not cease. Amen. God gave us these seasons. Amen. To, to tell us it is coming but there is a process. And, and, and that's to drive the point to us. You cannot circumvent these processes. Let me say that again. You cannot what? Circumvent this process. You have to submit. I have a story for you. There is a preacher who thinks he could circumvent these courses. He was a farmer. So during summer, that's when you sow, right? And so all summer he's preaching and her vest. He's preaching and they said, preacher, you need to stop. And go sow. Plow and sow. He said I'm a child of God. And when I'm ready I will. So he continued. It was getting cold about September. October and things getting cold. He came and he started sowing. And then after he sowed. He said in the name of Jesus. Bring forth a harvest. And he left. Well harvest time came. Everybody submitted to these laws. Ripped a bumper crop. He looked at his. Farmer. He looked at his farm. Not one grain. And he got mad with the Lord. The Bible says God has magnified his word above his name. You respect that and submit to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see that that's we try to circumvent. You see, if man put these in action, maybe you can you can speak to them to change it, send him a gift and they'll press a button and say, okay, you give me a gift I'll change, but you cannot circumvent cold and heat you cannot circumvent winter, you cannot touch that, that was placed by God from the start of eternity (laughs) if you look at me I have some calluses in the spirit, some bruises, I went to the school of hard knocks and I'm done getting hurt I'm submitting to God's word. Yeah, I'm submitting to God's word. Anybody believe God? So he says. So he says. He says, if you commit, you're going to receive a hundredfold. When Mark, let's go back to Mark chapter ten. When are you going to receive the hundredfold? Now, but he said, with what persecution? Can can, can you go back to our text, Mark chapter ten? I think it was verse twenty around there. Verse twenty-eight. Verse 30. But he said, yes, you shall receive it, but with what? Persecutions. And in the world to come, eternal life. What does persecution mean? You know what's going on today. Nobody wants Christians to be rich. You know that. Can, Can I push it further? Especially pastors. You know the amount of persecutions pastors get. Well, maybe you do not know. That is what God is talking about. Criticism. Amen. People saying you steal the church money. I'm, I'm just making it plain sense. Are you with me? I'm just saying what you think. You not you're not saying it out loud. Amen. Praise God. Are you with me? Praise the Lord. But I'm just I'm just telling you what I'm you know I'm you know what I'm saying. God help me. I'm just I'm saying out loud what you're thinking. And what we have said, amen, growing up. But what we don't realize is these men, they have been with some pastors, and this guy, see this guy, give gave 20,000, 30,000. I'm saying, how well, you give a check? 30,000? But the Bible says, give, and it shall be given to you. Good measure! Price down! And they have, they have received good measure. But but you see, unsafe people will do it. You know, Bill Gates will run around, ride around on his plane. You see, Trump appear on his plane, and everybody says, But you see me have a plane, so I can go to New York and Miami and preach the same time. Oh, something is wrong here. Something. <laughs> I don't give a rip what you all think. You hear me? I pass that. Listen to me, hear me. I know about the love reciprocity. I know what the Bible says. I looked at the the Christians, Abraham. I looked at Isaac. All those guys, they were wealthy. And I told God, you hear me? I told God, I am not going out this life poor. I'm going to submit to his word. Listen to me. Jesus said, if you have given all, if you walk away. It, it's not, Jesus said that. Jesus said if you walk away. And you commit to me heavily. It's not in vain. You shall receive a hundredfold now. When? Now. And that is what we need to preach to people. Instead of telling them remain poor. Listen to me. I am going to stand before you. I have to stand before God. And I know that. Are you hearing me? How how can you finance the gospel? Think about it. I was telling, uh, what was it you and Eric, I was telling, I got a call from a guy, he said to me, he said to me, I got 20, 20 or 15 gospel stations. He said, Pastor, I heard you, and you know, you have to be a radio station. Praise the Lord. And I said, yeah, God has opened up a door. I said, the job, glory. 20 radio stations? I said, okay. When are we starting? He said, okay. I'll send you an invoice. $3,000. I said, oh my God. I thought the Lord provided. No. You see, (laughs) it takes money. You see, it takes resources to propel the gospel. But those of us, us, many of us, we grew up and we we bought into the idea that you're not supposed to. Look, where? Where? God didn't say that. And now we are having such a hard time talking to people about it. I recognize, I know who I have to stand before, not before you. I have to stand before God. I have to teach the entire counsel of God. And when God said to me, why did you skip talking about money? I can't, I have to say, I, I have to hear, well done God. Because I know people who, they, they, you know what, they skip over preaching about money. So, God is telling you and I, your commitment is not in vain. Your commitment is what? Let me share with you. There is a level, listen to me, brothers and sisters, there's a level of, of Christianity you can leave to the point where you begin to see in your life Mark chapter 16, verse 17 and 18. But listen to me, it's going to take, it's going to take commitment. Can you go to Mark chapter 16, verse 17 and 18? You hear me? The, the Bible says what it says here in Mark? It says uh-huh. You at Mark 16 17 and 18. And this sign shall follow them that what? Believe. That do what? Believe. That is why when Jesus said you come follow me. The reason he wants you to, to come follow me is so he can teach you how to believe in him. Believe. He can teach you how to do what? Believe, believe in him. He said in my what? You see until you follow him the right way you don't have authority to use that name. Oh, are you getting me sense? He said, in my name shall what? Cast out devils. Shall they do what? In my name shall the devils won't harass you anymore. Devils won't do what? Strange, so many Christians talk about the demons and you'd and say, oh, the demons are so powerful. But anyhow, I'll let them do whatever they have to do. That's up to them. God said, In my name, if you commit to me, like you commit to somebody in marriage, then what is theirs is yours. (laughs) (laughs) Anyhow, (laughs) you see the problem is commitment. They shall what cast out devils, they shall what? Speak with New here means unknown kindness. It's not talking about what they did uh, on on the day of Pentecost. You see, they will talk about what happened on the day of Pentecost. The tongues, like they spoke in different languages and never come to this one right here. This is not talking in Greek and Portuguese. No, this is a heavenly language that's given to you only by God. Uh Uh-huh. Let's continue, let's continue. And they shall take up what? Serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not what? They shall lay hands on the sick. But it's gonna take a committed life. You see, it doesn't start. Peter was only to do was able was only able to do that after Jesus went to heaven and he, he began going to the temple every day back and forth. He started doing what he saw Jesus did going to the temple and praying. Nine in the morning, twelve. Three. Six. Amen. Over and over. And one day, Peter and John left the temple. They had, did what Jesus told them to do. And they begin to feel that, like what, they they begin to feel what God felt. They begin to see what God saw the life of God began to pulsate through their veins and they stepped out of the temple and with now a revelation from God a change heart, they were able to see a man who was crippled Uh. you see every day they passed him they had not reached to the point where they could feel what God felt and see what God saw, but that day when they felt what God felt and saw what God saw and there was an exchange Peter stepped up and said, Silver and gold. Have I not? I got something. I've been in the temple. I, I amassed some power. Woo! You know the story. And brought change. Well, that's when you bring change, when there's an exchange. That's why the devil is afraid that we keep praying. And praying because he knows when that happens, there is going to be an exchange. And when you get that power, you see differently. Do you know that a twenty-foot snowball starts as a muff ball? You know that. And when it's twenty foot, it'll flatten any village. Uh huh. That, that's exactly what the devil is doing, trying to prevent us from becoming. A snowball. And it messes with us. Our time we cannot spend time. So he gets us busy here. Gets us busy over there. So we will never grow into that snowball. Mm-hmm. Where we can flatten the villages where all the demons live. You get what I am saying? That is what the, the, the world calls it momentum. The, the big ammo. When you have when you've immersed yourself in the presence of God for some time. You get into what? Into a snowball. And the devil and his demons cannot stand in your way. But it doesn't start without a committed life. It doesn't start without a what? Can you say, Lord, here I am. Can you say, Lord, here I am. Let, let me show this to you. There is, there is a committed Christian in Damascus. Paul... God just took Saul down; he's beast. and the, the rehabilitation process has begun. Can you say rehabilitation process? Now, no, work with me. I know I'm not using Bible terms, but <laughs> I, I'm not using Bible terms. But you get what I'm saying. Paul is now a convert, uh-huh. and God needs a disciple—somebody who's committed. Can you say committed? Uh, <laughs> uh, God took the man down his, uh, his beast uh huh, and he's groveling in the dirt took his sight from him and he had to hold somebody's hands and they took him to Damascus in the house of somebody called Judas and he's sitting there for three days three days Paul didn't say well I'm going down to Damascus to fast no 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 people say well Paul fasted three days Paul did not fast three days Paul was confused and Paul refused to eat because he had no sight. Are you getting me? Yes. Refused. I, I too, I would re- what's going on? I thought I knew the Lord. Here are my murdering folks back and forth. With letters from the high priest. What's going on? I don't want no food, no water, nothing. I need an answer from the Lord. And so the Lord be here. I want to do what? See. I want to see. Can you say thank God for sight. Thank God for what? Sight. Staying it for sight. Last night I walked out of my study and I, my my wife had some hot dogs. Those big, some big old hot dogs. You know these hot beef hot dogs that's bigger than the bread. <laughs> <laughs> Where's pops? <laughs> pops, know where we get them from. And I and I said, God, I thank you for sight. <laughs> 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 Let me have myself a few of these. Amen. (laughs) (laughs) Anyhow. I'm sorry. So God is looking for a committed believer. And he went through. And he came across a certain disciple. Hey, but this is beautiful. A certain. Can you jump over quickly to. Acts chapter 9 and verse 10. I think right about there. Acts chapter 9, verse 10. He came across a committed individual because you see, Mr. Gilmer, he's looking for a committed believer to train a new believer. You see what he's doing? He he started the rehabilitation, the rehabilitation process. He's gotten a convert, and he doesn't want to he doesn't want to put that convert in anybody's hands. That is why God needs us to be committed. There are folks out there, He's going to send to us are you getting what i'm saying and so and uh, uh, what there was a what a certain disciple at what notice i want to bring that to your attention not a pastor not an elder (laughs) oh god i give you praise are you with me not an apostle not an overseer Ah, uh, <laughs> said not a bishop, but a what? Listen to me. Anybody can position themselves to be used by God. Oh, uh, don't you just love the Bible? The way the Holy Spirit is telling you and I, you belong, and you can be also. Oh God, I give you praise. I give you glory. I give you honor. And he said, a certain disciple, and his name was what? No, Ananias is the Greek for Hananiah. Hananiah, as in Shadrach, Meshach. You remember these guys? Their name was Hananiah. So Shadrach was Hananiah. Mishael and Azariah that was their names so the hebrew is Hananiah but the greek is Ananias and it means Jah has favored Yah ja has favored like Yahweh has favored is anybody in there favored by the lord yeah 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 and we all have been favored by the lord can you say thank you lord hallelujah the Bible tells us that God has wrapped us with favor as with a shield. I think it's uh, Psalms 512. I think it is. Is it Psalm? Can you go to Psalms? I think 512. It says, thou shalt bless the righteous. With favor, you shall compass him all as with a what? Shield, yes, that's it. Thank God for memory. <laughs> Sorry. Th- what? For thou Lord will what? Bless the righteous with what? Favor. Anybody here encompassed about with favor? You know, I said every morning I see that scripture verse. I'm leaving the house wrapped in the favor of God. Live in the house, wrapped in the favor of God. Son, come, let me wrap you in the favor of God. Even if you don't like it, let me wrap you in the favor of God. Dad, I got to go, come here, boy. Let me wrap you in the favor of God. God, I thank you for protecting my baby. Hallelujah. Ah, God, we give you praise. Since I hope you, I hope you get in what I'm trying to say. I'm trying not to shout, but I feel fire, shut up. Because I, the life of a committed believer, I, it, it, it is a blessing to be able to see God work in your life. To be able to see what the Bible promised in your life. Oh, man, no, nobody can pay me for that. What a blessing to lay hands on yourself. Let's go back to our text. <laughs> Acts chapter 9 verse 10. Amen. Let's look at what the Lord said about his man that is going to, he's going to use to rehabilitate the apostle Paul. Because you see the apostle, you see, uh, sorry, that he was called Saul. You see, Saul is a special case. Can you say Saul is a special case? Yes, Saul was devout. And the Bible tells us also hear me, hear me. Saul was what? He was a devout Jew. Let us see what the Bible tells us about Ananias. Acts chapter twenty-two, verse twelve. Can you go to Acts twenty-two, verse twelve? Acts twenty-two, twelve. Let's hear. Notice what God is doing. Mm-hmm. Acts twenty-two, twelve. And now this is this is what Paul, he's now saved. He's telling us about Ananias. The Holy Spirit didn't use, didn't tell us about Ananias. This about him. But listen to what Paul said about Ananias. And one Ananias, a what? Both Paul and Ananias were what? Devout, devoted to the cause. So God is taking an unbeliever who was devoted to a cause to another believer who's devoted to Jesus Christ. You are you, you get what I'm saying, brothers and sisters? Because he cannot take he cannot take Paul to an ordinary Christian. Can I use that? Are you with me? That is what I'm sharing with you. God has given me a vision. I'm not going to share it. I'll tell you in private. (laughs) But I am sharing with you. We need to be committed for what's coming down the road. Mm. Ananias, a devout man, according to the law, having a good, what? Report of all the Jews which dwell there the man had an impeccable reputation the first qualification to be a minister is he or she must be blameless above reproach you lose your name and you lose your voice Romans, Romans Proverbs 22 says a good name verse 1 is rather to be chosen than silver and gold <laughs> love in favor. You got to see this verse. Proverbs chapter 22. Proverbs 22 verse 1. A good name is rather to be chosen than what? Great riches. And love in favor. Can you say love in favor? Uh, there it is again. Love in favor rather than what? That's why God is so high on reputation. Amen. Very, very important. Since pray for me, like I pray for you, I don't want to. I don't want to lose my voice. Amen. You lose your voice, you lose your influence. You lose your voice, you become saltless. Can you say saltless, ineffective? Amen. You got to be very, very careful. And that's what the devil is trying to do. Let everybody lose their name. Hmm. And, and, and just expose you. Hmm. So you'll be ineffective. But the devil is a liar. We got 1 Corinthians ten thirteen. It says, "There have no temptation that have taken me, but such as is common to men." But God, you, you, <laughs> but God is what right, faithful. He will not allow me. Uh, let me, let me give you a verse to pray every morning. that I pray. First Corinthians ten thirteen. First Corinthians chapter ten verse thirteen. Pastor, before I step out of that door, it's on my lip. Uh huh. It's coming. I hope, <laughs> 10, 13. It says There have no temptation overtaken you, but such as is common to man. Can you say common to man? In, in other words, what you're going through, every human being has been through that. God is saying, no big deal. Common to man. But God is faithful, who will not what? Suffer me to be tempted above that which I'm able, but will if the temptation make of escape, that I may be able to what? Bear it. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Can you say bear it? Yes. I'm gonna give you a test, I'm gonna give you a testimony. You're gonna laugh at me, but that's okay. If, you know, sometimes you have to be transparent. Is that alright? So, I just came to the United States. I was at, um, I was at Ole Miss, University of Ole Miss. That's in, uh, Oxford, Mississippi. I came and, you know, we were playing soccer. I was about 24, 25. We we're playing soccer. I love soccer. Still love soccer. And we were there playing. Now, there were some students from London, exchange students from London. And, you know, Europe and the Caribbean, we like soccer. So a bunch of us came together and we were enjoying one another, playing soccer. So I didn't know uh, um, one night, uh, it was a Friday night, and Pastor Webb, those guys, you know, you know, you know how men think. unsafe men. So... So what they did, what they did, would they? They got twelve of us together. They got twelve ladies. I didn't know about that. So I came in the room. You know, we all having fun, Mister Jimmy. So I came in the room. I saw everybody just separated by themselves with a with a female. And I'm saying, I didn't know that. I I didn't. And so I saw a female coming to me. Praise the Lord. My wife is not there, thank God. Coming to me looking like a blessing. <laughs> and she came up to me and she said, Hi, Emmanuel. And I said, How are you doing? And, and I kid you not, as soon as I said, how are you doing? I felt like using the restroom. Uh, Immediately. So I went to use the restroom and I'm running, running back. And God said, I just made a way of escape for you. Uh, uh, <laughs> I was, I, I was going to fall for the trap. And the Holy Ghost said... I just made a way of escape for you. I said, Thank you, Lord. (laughs) I never went back in the room. But the next day, Lord have mercy, those guys get on my case. They started calling me Runner. (laughs) For the entire semester, oh, here comes Runner. Here comes. I thank God. God help me maintain my purity. That which the devil meant for evil. God turned it around. Can you say thank God for the Holy Ghost? I left the blessing for somebody else. And I gave God the glory. Hallelujah. Oh I thank God for the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost had to remind me. I was about to fall straight in the trap. But the devil is a liar. Now you got to tell me how I got there. What were we talking about? Way of escape. Way of escape. Amen. Yeah. I, a way of escape. God gave it to me. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Gr- Mr. Grover. God is a good God, isn't he? And now I can testify of that. You, you know, if I had failed that test, I wouldn't be able to testify. Amen? I wouldn't be able to turn it into a joke. An experience to help us. Mm-hmm. I want you to keep that. I'm sharing these experiences with you so you can be helped. Yeah, those guys, they made fun of me. But heaven was not making fun of me. Heaven was not making fun of me. God got the glory. Amen? So, I'm going to bring it to a close. I don't want you to miss... What God is doing in this season. In this season, God is getting us ready. Can you say ready? For what's about to come into this house. He's looking for committed people. People who are devout. There are people out there, they have their game so tight. When they come in here, we have to have our game tight. Some people don't have time to waste. Mm -hmm. Are you with me? Some people are structured. Some people, their nose, they are unsafe, but their nose are their nose. And yes, yes. They got their stuff. Can you say, got their stuff together? So we have to get our stuff together. When God sent Ananias to Saul. And Saul, the man knew what God gave him a vision. We'll talk about that next week. Of what Saul was saying, what Saul was doing. And so when he entered the room and he spoke. To Saul. Saul understood that was not an ordinary man. This man knew I was blind. He knew what I was doing. And he touched me and my eyes opened. This is a committed disciple. Devout man to devout man. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. Can you give God praise? But the beautiful thing about it. Is... He was a certain disciple. He had no title. Can you say no title? No title. Title doesn't matter. When it comes to the power of God. Anybody can qualify for the power of God. All you have to do is become committed. That's why Jesus went to 12 ordinary men. Amen. He left them up there on the hill. In the seminary. The Pharisees and the Sadducees. He left them up there with Gamaliel. And all the others. and All the a bunch of unbelievers in that seminary. Mm? You remember the guy Jesus spoke with in John chapter 3, Nicodemus? Mm? Spoke to the man, the man never accepted Jesus. Jesus gave the man, I mean look at how Jesus spoke to him. Still did not change a thing about him. Since we are well positioned to be used by God, let's take advantage of it, Amen.